Why, greetings, my dear traveler. I see my sweet pet Larry has guided you right to where you need to be. Oh, where are you, you ask? <laughs> this is the morbid forest. Come, sit by the fire for a while and let Ranger Harper regale you with a tale to truly terrify. The Morbid Forest is a horror fiction anthology podcast. New episodes release every Tuesday on your favorite podcast streaming app. So stay close to the ranger or you'll find yourself trapped within the Morbid Forest. And now... A feature presentation. Presenting Canary P.I.N. The Devil's Triangle. Remastered. A J. Henry production. Wondering how to cater your next black tuck soiree? Reach for O'Leary's canned luncheon meat. And be sure to check the back of the can for a new frosted party loaf recipe. Much like your guests, our meat will be dressed. To impress. Emotions run like the sea, constantly churning in waves and currents, never relenting. An undulating fervor, then a displacement, revealing what's really under the surface. Followed by the unleashing of the tsunami roiling deep in us all. Wishing you could take it back. Destruction and regret left in the wake. Why are we like this? One of the great mysteries of the human condition and the great deep. What do you got for me? A uh, Mr. Dune is here to see ya. Alright, send him in. The door opens sharply and in walks a fellow dressed in nautical garb, salt and peppered beard, walked with a cane with a slight limp on his otherwise sturdy frame. Yar, me birthing papers call me Duffel Dune, but you can call me Captain Duff. The world famous Captain Duff, of the SSO Spice to be exact, <laughs> yar. Won't you take a seat on the poop deck and tell me what vexes you? Say, I see you eyeing me leg. Gander away, top quality. He unbuckles it from his thigh and lays it across my desk, tapping it with his cane. Gin, you wine, Redwood. Learned my lesson after a bow sea fleas eating up me first. Solid, sturdy. I bet the babe could hit a homer with her. <laughs> oh, that that's not necessary. Please, put your appendage back on. Say, I got a second cousin who's a commercial fisherman. I hear it's dangerous out there. Son, you respect the sea. If you don't, you're lucky if your leg is the only thing she takes. Okay. Mr. Canary? Oh, do you mind? He takes out a pre-packed meerschaum pipe, the gray hardened clay shaped into a devil's likeness. He strikes a box of wooden matches and puffs as sharply as his entrance. And not as long as you don't. I smoke luckies. Keeps me mean. As I was saying, I happen to own the biggest privately owned cargo ship from here to Timbuktu. We're a free lunch shipping service. We ship everything. 
anything. Don't get any ideas within the law, of course. You got 50 tons of doorknobs or herd of emus that need to move. I got a contract for you. The problem is, we've been arriving at our destinations with less product than we left with. You always account for damaged items or a missing crate or two flew off with the fairies, as we say. But that's usually a loading problem. Those crates were never there to begin with. It's been getting worse. You think one of the deckhands are skimming? No, they're all good men. It's not as simple as that. Mr. Canary, these are wooden shipping containers. Eight feet high, eight feet wide, stacked. Now, you could maybe explain away one or two missing, but five, ten, fifteen? Where they going? Ain't no pixies flying off with that many. It's gotten into me profits now. I need complete access to the boat, your crew, and all your financial records. How long you docked for? I can't stop operations. I have contracts for months. You'll have to come aboard while we work. Pay no worry. I'll have you back in four days flat faster than Calico Jack. Hey, listen, I'm no sailor. I even felt knot tying when I was a wee below. Let me tell you, that Klovich is a killer. You leave the sailing to us. I'll leave the gum shoeing to you. How about I pay you extra? Double and a half. I'll even throw in a complimentary cork jacket. Done. We leave on the morrow, 5am sharp. You'll have your own private room and plenty of beans to eat. You just make sure to bring that keen eye and that no-nonsense outlook. Yeah, what a character. But the pay is good. Looks like Canary flies with the gulls. I arrived at the pier the next morning at 5am on the dot. It was only a short walk before I found his boat. It was 350 feet long, if not 500. SS Allspice marked on the side in a loud red. As I get closer, I can make out a wooden facsimile of some kind of demon off the tip of the bow. Walking up the steep ramp on the ship causes my shins to burn. Getting older, Canary. Don't show that grimace. Welcome aboard the SS Allspice. You must be Detective Canary. I was briefed to take her directly to the captain. Not a detective, I'm just a private dick. We walked to the wheelhouse of the ship. We entered as he knocked. Aye, lads. You made it. Those land-up legs will adjust in no time. You feel queasy? You just bite down on a squidge of this. He threw me a small cloth sack. That smelled like the dumpster after a busy weekend at a clam bar. It's all squid. Fermented, salted, and dried. You keep that. I got plenty of it. It's my favorite snack since I was a wee skipper. Go on. Try it. I'll be damned. Salty and smoky, but not nearly as pungent tasting as it smells. Hey, not bad at all. <laughs> you make me laugh, canary. Come here. Let me show you something special. He unraveled a weathered scroll, stained and moth-eaten. Look at these. Oh, throughout history. Monstrum Marinum. You got the sea pan. Satyr, Triton. Sea monk. Cecilia, Siren. Serpents of all shapes and sizes. I'm not one for superstitions. Oh, suit yourself, mate. But men of the sea sure are. Are you aware of the Bermuda Triangle, Mr. Canary? I heard some cockamamie ghost stories. 
Supposedly swallowed up Amelia Earhart, was it? Well, some don't think it's so cockamamie. How is this pertinent to the case, Mr. Dune? Captain Duff, please. A few years ago, we had a shipment of parasols coming out of Miami. Hit by a devil of a storm. The waves came in strong, slamming our ship against the dock. We sailed out about half a mile from shore to ride it out. Standard practice. We were surrounded by tempest on all sides. A rogue wave almost capsized us. The further east we went, the calmer the waters were. East we went until diminishing returns. We set anchor, nothing else to do but hope for the best. We spent half the night bobbing and weaving. Crew kept us patched up right well. By sunup, the storm front had passed. We'd survive with minor damage. What does this have anything to do with some missing crates? But you see, this has everything to do with it. We were finally able to chart where we landed. Unbeknownst to us, we travelled right smack dab in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. The Devil's Triangle. Some claim it to be travelling to another dimension. Or a place lost in time where ancient beasts still reside. I don't completely buy into that, but I do believe some places are just bad. This stretch of water feels sour. The crystal blue waves spiteful and acrid in spirit. The crew. They talk of a murmur and they followed us out. A demonic stairway, always just out of sight. It haunts us. Curses us. Never let us deliver a full bounty. Seeing what kind of belief systems I'm up against actually does help. What do you believe, Captain Duff? Well, I don't know. I just know I had to do something. I look around the wood-planked cabin. My eye is caught by a large family portrait. That's my father, Douglas. And my older brother, Dee Dee. And that little shaver is me. When I was the greenest greenhorn you never did see. Our father taught us everything we needed to know and then some. They're on board? Nay. The sea took them some time ago. My father went first. Then my brother. Almost a year apart to the day. My condolences. Yerp. When me and Dee Dee inherited the business, it was a golden age. Cash hand of a feast. It was one of the best years of my life. He trailed off, looking straight out of the bow of the ship, lost in thought. Eh, that's some piñata got hanging off the front of the ship. That's our guardian gargoyle. You don't normally see figureheads on boats this modern, but I had to have it. Used to ward off bad juju. At least, the modest kind. Looks like St. Lucifer to me. It sure does, lad. I'll be having a look around now. You'll find my first mate standing outside the door. He's at your disposal. We'll be setting out shortly. See you at chair 430 sharp or you'll be eating corn straight out of the tin. Yarrr! First mate Calhoun, at your service. He raised his karate chopped hand to his forehead, saluting me. Oh, that's not necessary. Eddie's sale, Eddie's. Excellent, sir. In that case, you can call me Cal. What would you like to see first? The engine room? Sick bay? Or the promenade? The berth, bridge, or bilge? Let's just take a walk around the top deck. 
I surveyed the dock in the sea that we will soon be setting out on. Faced with the back of the winged wooden creature on the bow, I give it two sharp thumps with my index and middle finger. Same as my peg leg. Solid redwood. I'll have to ask you not to touch. He's got his own job to do. He threw a coiled up rope over his shoulder and walked off. Oh, he's just a little superstitious. Don't mind him. He delegates most of the major maintenance, but insists on painting and lacquering it himself. Every six months, lack lacquerwork. More important things you could be doing, if you ask me. Let's move. Lots of men scurrying, armed with tools I wouldn't know how to use. Show me where you keep your shipments. This is to Loden Bay. I'm not sure how much of our operation Captain Duff has explained, but in here is where we stack the crates. One person on the pulley, two to swing and position them onto a dolly. We set a ramp directly to the back of the trucks, and it's simple as rolling them out and in. We've become so in sync that once we're in a rhythm, we can unload the whole thing in a couple of hours. Other crews would take half a day or more. Impressive. Level with me, Cal. What's your opinion on this missing merchandise caper? I overheard the captain telling you about our foray into the Bermuda Triangle. Something followed us out, I knew it. A demon of the sea had laid its curse down upon us. This isn't a popular opinion. But I think that wooden devil on the bow has something to do with it. I hate that thing. Couldn't get something normal like a Poseidon or a half-naked mermaid? He insists it scares off evil, but I think it attracts it. Duly noted. Show me the rest of the ship. It was vast. Points of interest are as followed. The engine room full of greased and aching pistons. My sleeping quarters, which had a cot like Murphy bed which swung from the wall. With it down, it couldn't hold much more than a chamber pot. A small jail cell, mostly used to dry someone out if they dipped in some bathtub hooch a little too hard. The galley where pots boiled away in the cooked screen obscenities. Most importantly, the turlet. It had a lever that made the bottom pivot out straight into the ocean. That'll be all for now, Cal. We'll be shipping off any time now. Ask for me if you need anything. I'm not hard to find. Four deep bellows from the ship's horn reverberated through. The gargantuan mass of the ship started to move like an ancient creature awakening from its slumber. Right on time. If my services are not needed, please excuse me. Always work to be done. Wouldn't have it any other way. I watched how things are done on a ship this size. Interviewed a few shipmates as they worked. Hard to do it this way. Late into the evening is when things went awry. Calhoun's gone mad. We ran towards the commotion. The wheelhouse door laid ajar, with a disheveled Captain Duff turning switches and levers. We're circling around, all eyes on the water! Get the life preservers! Unhitch the lifeboat! We circled for over an hour. Nothing. Nothing at all but the phantasmal waves of the nighttime sea. He was standing there with an axe raised over his head, about to come down on the figurehead. And then he just wasn't. I didn't even see him go overboard. But he must have. At the bow laid an axe. The figurehead missing the tip of his left pointed ear. Looks like he got a whack of the axe in and tumbled over. My land. Our large jug uncorked and a tray of shooters were presented to the men. 
I drank the shot of rot gut as they all threw their glasses to the ground. Like some kind of grieving ritual. I investigated the ship. One crate was missing, and another was moved. Halfway to the doors of the loading bay. Things don't just disappear. Not men or crates. Put someone you trust at the doors of the loading bay. I'll take guard duty inside where the crates are. Let's see Fish Face try something while I'm in there. I paced back and forth for hours. The rest of the night was uneventful. No more merchandise went missing. At sunrise, I went to talk with the captain. He was pensively puffing on his pipe. Say, Cap. How does someone as skillful as Calhoun just fall overboard? When the sea wants you, the sea will have you, lad. No different than what happened to Mokin. May yet happen to me. He puffed on his pipe even harder, walking back to the wheelhouse. I rustled up some bread and a small jar of olives from the galley. Not quite Saudis, but yeah, it'll do her. Yeah, I went back to my bunk and slept for three hours. I woke up nauseous from the swaying of the boat and... Chewed some of the salted squid. My queasiness subsided, just like Captain Duff said it would. I interviewed more men today. I wrote down their names and duration of employment, so I had my own confirmed manifest. Never rely on paperwork other than your own. The sun sets and the ghostly apparition of a full moon lights up the sky. This is the kind of night where the Foul and wicked play. Or another way to put it, when cases get solved. Hey, Cap, I'm not feeling too good. I'm gonna take a nap. Feel better, mate. I found a crate in the cargo bay with a loose lid. Closing it behind me, I buried myself in the straw stuffing. Eight hours without a smoke. That'll be the worst of it. Four hours had passed. My chiropractor is going to be able to take a trip to Tahiti when he's done billing me. Pipe, tobacco, and salt squid fills my nostrils. I could make out the pulley on the ceiling, rocking and giving off smoke from the friction. I slowly lift off the top of the crate, trying not to make a sound. There was Captain Duff, slowly pushing the crate to the now open loading doors. Their share, their share, their share. With each push, the dolly crate moved about six inches. He was outside the door now, and close to the water's edge. With a final grand push, the crate went over the side of the boat and into the ocean. Their share, their share, their share. He went back to the stack and dropped another crate into the dolly. This was not like the other ones. It shook and rocked like there was a rabid animal inside. I unholstered my 38. That's enough, Captain Duff. I've seen people act like this at the funny farm. Mr. Mr. Dune, put your hands up. The banging in the crate was getting weaker. I tackled him to the floor and cuffed his hands behind his back. Jutting my shoulder into the wood slats, I revealed the contents. It was Calhoun, bound and gagged. I pulled a balled-up oily rag from his mouth. <sighs> Please, Walter. You just hang in there, sailor. Yeah. 
Duff was still chanting his mantra while his head was down on the deck. Um, putting an end to this. I grabbed an axe off the wall and ran towards the bow. I stood behind the marred figurehead and raised the axe above my head. Please don't! Please stop. Our pal Lucifer here is hollow. It was one of the first things I checked. You were lying, but I haven't figured out why until now. Calhoun was on a wild goose chase for ghosts and goblins. But you couldn't let him uncover your secret. They need to stay at sea. They need to stay on this boat. I already know. I need to hear you say it. My father. He kept promising to hand off this business to me and my brother. But he refused to retire. He was frail and becoming senile. He was getting people hurt. And your brother? We were supposed to split the business 50-50. We were raking in money faster than we could spend it. It was... It still wasn't enough for him. He was skimming profits, stealing from the crew. I gave him both my best years. There's courts for these type of things, Duffel. What you did was... Unnatural. They were your family. Please believe me, I'd take it all back if I could. I think about it every day, but I cannot undo what I've done. The missing craze, all the merchandise I dumped overboard. I can barely remember doing it. It's like I'm not in control. There's a curse, Canary. But it's on my head and my head alone. Those are my father's and my brother's shares. They haunt me everlasting. An unpayable debt. This is my atonement. You have been eaten up with guilt for so long that you can't live with it. You wanted me to catch you. You turn a galver of gold and it makes you sick. Yeah, the feeling's mutual. Most of us knew you were dumping the crates, Cap. We tried our best to cover it up. You always paid us generously and took care of us. If you were going off your rocker, we agreed to keep things sailing as long as we could. Calhoun, he's as straight as an arrow. He would never deal in lies and let us claim those missing crates on insurance. You, you killed your family. You tried to kill Calhoun in one of your fits. This ends now. We will not be part of murder. Captain Duffel Dune was held in the jail cell with a ship. The police were waiting for us back at the dock. You're gonna need a saw. The remains of his father and brother in that devil's figurehead. He killed them both. They took the disgraced captain off the ship and put him in the back of a squad car. Listen, Cal. If you and the crew got any money saved, well, you guys are a well-oiled machine. New ship might not be as grand as the SS Allspice, but... Maybe that's for the better. I'm already thinking two steps ahead of you, Canary. Thanks for everything. Good luck, Captain Calhoun. Eh, I'm just glad to have my feet on solid ground again. I'm still chewing on that sack of squid pots. Don't suppose I'll ever find this stuff again. I'm sure it's not great for the old ticker anyway. Healthy living from here on out. Voice acted by, in order of appearance, J. Henry as Canary P.I. Julian Gilas as Duffel Dune. Scott R. McKinley as Calhoun.
Aiden Hughes as Deckhand. Written, directed, and edited by Jay Henry. Music by Pedro Esparza. Vivek Abishek. Kevin McLeod. Follow us at twitter.com forward slash rpcanarypi. This concludes the broadcast.